0: and tonight and tonight i'm and with my very, very good friend a oh, confidant artist what's going on how are you doing my good friend oh good
1: you know no problems here <laughs> just chilling excellent what's it, what, yeah what's going on gregory's world uh, just, you know, doing computer stuff, and it's totally working out fine. That's the thing about technologies. there's usually no problems. You just hit the button, everything takes care of itself, and there you are. I promised that it wouldn't just be us this time, so I went out mm. during my lunch hour, and I yes. found the best guest that we could possibly have to open up our season three of... Art talk G and D, or Art G and D talk, or G and D Art talk.
0: We we we're still figuring that Two out.
1: Two dyslexics can't really f- get that down. But this David, is our,
0: our se- yeah, it is our season three
1: premiere. Shut up, Sh- <laughs> shut up. So today with us is a person that I worked with for a great while, and she used to work at Booz Allen, and then she came on board and worked at Zazzle with me. And then when I left Zazzle, she ended up being the creative director for quite a while. And now she is doing her own thing. And her name is Heidi Skinner. Heidi, say hi to everyone.
2: Hi to everyone.
1: Welcome, Heidi. How are you tonight?
2: I'm great. It feels like a fresh new beginning.
1: (laughs) Heidi, this this is my best friend, David Herbin.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us,
0: and I'm sorry you have to put up with Gregory. Yes, I'm Gregory's best friend. I don't know how I've remained that that status with him, but I'm I'm thankful that you're here with us tonight. It's because of the kinky pants that I wear. Right. But, you know, season three premiere, here it is
1: with Heidi.
2: Hi. Season premiere?
1: Yeah, this is season premiere. This is big time.
2: It's Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers.
1: Amen. So, I just want to let everyone out there know that... All three of us are a little bit drunker than we usually be will be because because it took me about two hours of setting up. What does Heidi do? Yes, that's what I want to know. What do I do
2: for what? For a living?
0: life's journey. Yes your, your stamp on humanity.
1: I say we take a different approach to this. Heidi, tell me about how your life truly began when you first met Greg Yates. Uh, and how much more how much more enriched it is now.
2: I felt like I always knew you. Like when I met you, I was like, oh, thank he
1: God.
0: He is an old soul.
2: No, I really did. I, I had an interview. I, I was in LA during the worst recession that we've, ever had in our living years, and Silicon Valley, Northern California was the only place that was hiring, so I started applying up here, and Zazzle was one of the first places that was like, yeah, come on board, we're trying to be a creatively focused company, even though we're more about business, but I came up to interview and kind of got the whole five-hour spiel of an interview you can do in one day and greg was the comic release that's all i gotta say (laughs) it was a a grueling six-hour drive (laughs) from la to san francisco finding the place parking and then being interviewed by the graphics team and then uh had to go to lunch with the entire team come back and on my way out well i was like okay the interview is finally over Greg's like, so, Heidi, who did you like best? (laughs) And I was like, oh, thank God, someone's funny. Someone is completely retarded and silly. Because, like, (gasps) it's just, I'm very, very attracted to bright minds, but if there's not, like, any kind of comic relief, I I won't survive. I barely survived when he left. It lasted like
1: a year. You are, that was almost a compliment, but at the same time I feel like you just basically called me like a clown. <laughs> like I wasn't I wasn't a bright person that you met, but it's just like, well Leithy Leithy made me giggle.
2: Oh no no. I meant you were the clown of the bright minds.
1: Go go with a smile.
2: Honestly, if Greg weren't there, I would be like, I don't really understand this culture. And they still never, never understood it.
0: But was it an ever-changing environment, culture?
2: It was an ever-changing environment, but the culture never changed. The culture was always okay. Elite Wasp running a company that was trying to be ground-level creatives, and they weren't. So you bring in a creative person and... They're trying to meet the expectation of Silicon Valley technology, you know, job requirements. At the right. same time, you're trying to in, uh, put a flag down saying this is what creatives should be doing in this company, but not being heard.
0: After Zazzle, what did you move into? That what What kind of light did you see doing that work? Yes, we have to do mundane stuff. We have to find things in our lives that lead us to our other creative end of things what was it through zazzle that brought you to where you're doing your work now and what your work is now
2: zazzle brought me to a place where i could say okay creatively this isn't the place the business model was about business that's it Mm -hmm. and it taught me what it takes to run that kind of company in this kind of climate, which happens to be very, very relevant in the market right now. is was the only place hiring in the whole country when everyone was in a recession. So looking back, it was an absolute blessing. Um, going through it was pure hell because I had to kind of relinquish what I really wanted to do, which was become more artsy. I, I moved... Away from D.C., which is consulting and government contracting. I I I was either going to go to New York or L.A. to kind of find the Greggs and the Davids of the world. And I wasn't able to find it because I was still having to pay my bills. So I was still in this old routine of, oh, who's hiring? Let me fill out the job application and put on this face. Yeah. I I can't do it anymore. And then I reached a point where I was like, I have to go out on my own. If I don't like it being an art director, then I'm probably not in the right field. And it wasn't. I wasn't that personality to be like, this is, I'm an art director, you know, frame it this way, photograph it this way. I wasn't like the the leader amongst leaders. I was more, I needed to kind of have time to, to create and have that, nurturing environment which a tech company will never do for a creative i learned quickly that government technology no matter no matter what it is if it's old school business focused your creative flow is just going to die right so going off on my own was it's something that had to be done and i did it and i did it without a parachute but the parachute came
0: but what is your background though
2: i went to school i was originally going to study marine biology i was also a soccer player at Virginia Tech and I couldn't handle both, so I ended up minoring my way into graphic design before they even had the field. When it came to creative arts for the web or for graphic design, it wasn't there yet.
1: I was just going to say, I think it's cool now with me and Heidi both doing freelance stuff whenever I can explore like different things, especially how creative cloud now works with adobe like you can just learn new stuff constantly and i'm constantly adding things that you know the fact that i did overdubs and sound stuff like that was awesome and it's it's fun to like constantly add new things to your wheelhouse and you kind of have to do that
2: but do you feel like if you were not on your own if you weren't an independent designer right now do you feel like you'd be as inclined to do those tutorials or to learn that no, new software
1: no because i the thing is i have the time now to do it because i can mm-hmm. get my work done in about a third of the time of what it was <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: when you worked for someone else because you have to do all sorts of bs stuff and even though when i worked there like i would try to avoid as many meetings as possible yeah nowadays it's just like you can get so much done it's just more fun dealing with people and you also get more respect from from clients. I
2: have noticed that too. Oh, I'm so grateful for the clients that I have.
1: Yeah.
2: So, so grateful. I feel that they are grateful for me as well. Keep busting. I, for me as an artist, I wanted independent freedom. I just wanted for once to not be told this is what you have to do to pass first grade, this is what you have to do to, to get into college what we have to do to be a, a citizen of the United States and be a contributor to society. My, my dad became inspector general after he was once studying to become a priest, and in between there was actually a huge fan of Bob Dylan and a hippie. So there was <laughs> a whole lot of complication in my upbringing, and I just needed to, to figure it out for myself. And California is the only place I could do that.
0: Well, uh, with the technology element of it, how much of the human qualities are lost within your work? And, and Greg, we've talked about this before, about using technology as a tool for the work that we do. Human quality that's still
1: there. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it can get to be a trap. I mean, the technology, technology can be. Yeah, I mean, right now it's great because there's three people being able to talk and communicate. Absolutely. You know, from, from different parts of the world. But at the same time, you know, if you're sitting in front of a computer for 12 hours, that can be a little bit much too. So I definitely, I personally like divide my day up between some computer and some actually hands-on stuff.
0: Is that something that you can relate to, Heidi, then?
2: Yeah, for sure. As far as how long I've known Greg, he's always had like a better balance in that area, which is why I, I seek his advice and I seek his encouragement. Or any time we can get together and paint or draw or whatever, I'm able to let go of all of the... Just, you know, with technology, it's it's so mathematical. You can, you can carry that over into design, too. And you, you can really get caught up in modern, pixel-perfect precision. And so you can measure what the goal is and you can say, okay, we're either there or we're not. But with creativity in an artistic sense, because creativity is a very broad term, you can have creativity and ingenuity and thinking and, and technology in and of itself. But I always connected with creativity as something that inspired the human at its core as an, you know, a very, very organic, touchy-feely, emotional, emotionally-driven venture. And that's kind of what I'm learning being here, is that even people who have never picked up a paintbrush, even people who have only you know, grown, grown up at, with a keyboard under their fingertips they really do consider themselves really a creative artist. And I didn't challenge that notion because it was the first time I'd ever heard someone kind of defend themselves to be that. And I I was happy to hear it because that meant I was pigeonholing what I thought my creativity was. So I was judging myself thinking well oh i have to be this you know i'm an illustrator and i'm using i'm drawing something that has vector precision and i can color it in a second where right. if greg's doing it he's gonna mix three paints together and scan it in and then put it up on the website
0: yeah it is and it, that's it, that's creativity that's art yeah there's so many facets to it because i mean we can talk about the graphic design elements, the physical fine arts of it, and then on into like even musical elements. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly.
0: It, kind of an underlining theme that, that that Gregory and I have talked about, even with guests, is that there is the artistic ability that is the fine thread throughout all these elements. You're talking about computers, yes. There is a precision to it, but yes, there's an eye, there's an art for it in the element of doing this day in day out for you you're looking for another avenue of creativity to do and then to bring back into your expertise Mm -hmm. of the day so it's like we fine-tune ourselves as an artist finding an element outside of your realms and then bringing it back in to home in and really fine-tune your skills and that's Exactly what Gregory has done within working with the the company that he did. He he was day in, day out. I know the misery that he went through, but he pulled out some really nice elements in there in in designing and printing and other techniques that had gone into your work, Greg. He
2: learned the gamut of old school to new school design process. Most designers don't do the print. Or the web. Like, they kind of stay in the middle, and they let other people do the two ends of it. He covered the whole spectrum.
1: I think it has a lot to do with how many times you go to kindergarten. I mean, if you really take the time to perfect kindergarten, you're going to be on the right track for the rest of your life.
0: Most creative minds come from the east coast
1: what? <laughs> i like that documentation
0: <laughs> sure let's,
1: jim, let's... jim morrison said the west is the best
2: technically the majority of the flow of civilization did start east to west so yes
0: okay so superhero heidi movie about gregory who would be playing gregory
2: Movie about Gregory? Who would be playing Wait, Gregory? Yeah. It's-
0: he's, he's the superhero.
2: So someone's written a comic. Uh, someone's written about Gregory. About Greg?
0: Yeah, and he <laughs> runs around with a paintbrush.
2: Gregory paints the child.
0: Gregory, who do you want to play you?
2: G- give him mouse or paintbrush, and he will change the canvas of your life.
1: I know who I'd want to play me is Mike O'Connell. Ooh. The comedian. Okay. Heidi, what do you what do you think about Jimmy Fallon?
2: I love Jimmy Fallon. I started off being very, very, very annoyed by him and being angry at him because he was a camera hog, he was a show hog, he was he was he what, was the, Live? He was the Justin Timberlake of comedy. He was just like, I'm gonna take tidbits of all of these genres of my field and master it and then one day i just realized i'm like you're perfect i just think he's a genius i think he's a catalyst for change i think that he's allowed old school very very conservative late night talk show i mean we're talking late night shows and you have to wear a suit like it's yeah. it was so emblematic of letterman having to fit within these walls of old nbc i don't but whatever the case this model of these are the rules of what you ask your guests and these are the art tidbits you get to venture out on and jimmy's like uh screw that and screw that i'm gonna hire the roots as my backing band (laughs) and i'm going to wear tight white pants with a ridiculous wig on my head like he humiliates himself for the sake of comedy and I cannot
1: I think one of the issues I used to have with him is he's one of those comedians that he's really entertaining really funny but he doesn't have that thing that most comedians have which is like sort of a something in his life was torturous and there was a darkness and and like I feel like he doesn't have that at all Hmm. he had a great time There's always a bubble to him he had a great time he had a great great childhood Great time in high school, great time in college. It's like, well, where are you getting this all from? Everyone else get, grabs it from this dark place. Like, yes. where are you grabbing it from?
2: But, uh, and, and I think that's exactly why I didn't like him initially. I felt like he was a spoiled kid that hogged all the attention. And like, then, when he was in the platform of late night talk show, he does. He totally shines a light where it should be shown. And that's what made me respect him. Here's what I'd like to add. He grew up in New York. He is a self-proclaimed horrible driver. He kept NBC, the network of late night television, in New York when they told him to move it to LA, to move his entire cast to LA. He said, I'm keeping it in New York. 30 Rock is my home. This is where I thrive. He knew his own boundaries. He knew his own weakness and he kept it there that on top of philly is a drive a train away for the roots the roots are a philly based band that's his backup band his band is gigantic yes all of the late night talk shows has this huge band backing them but that's what jazz quartets and that's what these huge jazz bands do they've got 10 musicians no one knows that the roots are a hip-hop band there was no prior hip-hop band with a repertoire that gigantic. To break that up was to break up the roots. He kept that together. Wow. So he kept hip-hop as his backing band. He kept a African, not an African-American, an African as the lead singer of his backup band, Questlove being the orchestrator, the
0: drummer. I think,
1: I think you, what you said is politically incorrect. Yeah. You have to say African-African. You have to say it twice.
0: I continue. I love this fact. I, I didn't realize that they were from Philly. Yeah,
2: the lead singer, his name is Black Thought. He, he's
1: badass.
2: He's badass. Yeah. He, he doesn't have the same history as, as Amir and the rest of the band. He connected with Amir because they both went to school and said, you know, let's build a business out of our gifts, our, our musicianship. Amir had the background of his, and I am getting in, I'm getting away from Jimmy, and I'm getting away from all of that, but <laughs> J- Jimmy could have broken all that up. I'm just saying there's a very rich environment that's happening in New York. Jimmy knows all of that, he respects it and loves it, and you don't see that. Like, you don't know that that's something he's that's- He's genuine. He is, he's absolutely genuine. And And you cannot find that cultural history in California. You just can't.
1: Bringing it back to art and bringing it back to comedy, I know that you've done improv stuff. You've, you're a huge fan of comedy. Like, what, How do you think of comedy as an art?
2: The best art. The first. The most organic art there is because it's that's the childs within us.
1: I feel like comedy and comedy visual arts, sound, music, all of those come from that same spot.
2: Yeah.
1: It's all that same yeah. creative spot. Like I get that I like
0: how you actually hit upon the the point of like it's a childlike quality. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like we still as adults we laugh at fart jokes. We laugh at farts. I mean that's just a childlike quality but it's it's, it, it's like it makes us laugh yeah that's the purest form of humanity
2: yeah it, it really is well i guess i think of it like if i remember you know a, a, a child if you if your friend invites you over and your friend has kids and you don't have kids but your friend but, is like look at my kids drawing that might be considered art you guys have an inside joke going, and I don't think I do. No, <laughs>
0: I'm laughing at farts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm... Continue your thought, though, on children's David's art. David's a Indeed. good host. Can I just... Can we just say
2: that? What's that? What? But David's, like, a great host. Great
0: listener. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think I that, that really
2: needs to be said.
0: Thank you. Kids' art, you do. I mean, you see... It really is a visual diary of of like comedy, like kids will just draw I want this elephant to have a bird a duck and a whistle on the top of its head that would be funny if it was it was if it was visually done on the stage too a, com- a comedian talking about a fucking elephant and a whistle and a duck yeah walk into a bar there it is it's like it, it's like <laughs> that visual. <laughs> Comedians are giving you that visual, that visualization. Exactly.
2: That's why I'm saying.
0: Without anything in front of them, but by words, giving that visual. Yes. To the audience.
2: That's why I feel like comedy is the most organic form of art. Because it's, you don't need the pencil. You don't need the pen, the paint. You don't need a canvas. You just. Correct. Emote.
0: It's the rust. It's, it's the most it is raw the and the most, it is and it's absolutely. the most personal. It is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's talking about my tight pants, I got my tight pants, I got my tight pants on.
0: Everybody's looking at my tight pants, I got my tight
1: pants, I got my tight pants on.
0: all right now i'm gonna let it out of the bag heidi do you
1: like prints oh my god <laughs> that's it that's david it's, it's was out. so proud about having this little thing in the bag this well we, we did
2: cover it a little bit while while greg was having technical difficulties
1: that took exactly me like two i did my minutes.
0: research I, re- I did my research and i saw a lot of your your work is based on some mm-hmm. print stuff and i was like wow
1: if you want to see some of her work, it's at HeidiSkinner.com. dot com.
0: Thank you. You diverted the question.
1: Ooh, nice. David's reestablishing, Prince. redirecting. Prince. Yeah. Prince. Prince. Tell us about him. David let the cat out of the bag.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a huge focus of mine.
1: Purple rain, purple That's not rain. At all. That isn't, isn't, isn't that tragic that that's what he goes with? That is not rain? cliche at all. Give me a break.
2: You really dug deep into the vault with that one.
1: All right. <laughs> Raspberry beret. Oh, my God. Sorry, you could get worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I will say um, it's okay because that song is an
0: anthem. So... But the thing is, we grew up with Prince. We did. We
1: saw him in his Apex. Which was the original Batman with Michael Keaton. Correct.
2: That soundtrack, I got the video, I have the cassette somewhere around here. I might even she have looks it. around. The actual, <laughs> no,
0: seriously. <laughs> the actual cassette.
1: She's going to get it. I'm getting it. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, do you want to do any music while we're waiting? Oh my goodness, yeah. Yes.
2: I will say, like, we all have our influences. We all have, um, someone that was there for us that, whether orthodox or unorthodox way, whether it's an aunt or uncle, grandparent, or person on the radio, person in your tape deck, kind of got you through hard times, and... Like someone with that expansive of a body of work, he mm-hmm. did actually get me through very, very many instances of my life that made me realize like it was okay to be an artist. It was okay to be secluded and to go into my own mind and explore. Yeah. And not be afraid of what it had to offer and not to judge it, not to compare it to the things that were, I was taught, you know, day to day. That was exceptionally difficult to share. Like most, I think most artists I know kind of grew up in a creative environment or at least a safe place to be creative. So they can say, well, my dad was a musician or my mom was an artist, or blah, blah, blah. If that's not the case, maybe it's an aunt or uncle
0: yeah,
2: he he kept putting out freaking albums after album after album, and I had friends who would share that with me, and I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it. I don't really like it. It's a little bit experimental. Cause he obviously, Purple Rain, everyone loves that. But there was so many, so many more albums after that. Yeah, and I think that the one constant over all of those extreme variables was
0: music. Well, actually, to to kind of pull back to the similarities or the differences between Prince and Jimmy Fallon, as we were talking about before, Jimmy is pure. Prince did draw Gregory from a dark side, and look what you know his art and his ability
1: to convey and create showed us. Well, I think it's important that I say that my favorite Prince song.
0: <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>
2: Cheers to midnight.
1: It's midnight. Cheers.
0: Yeah, 3 o'clock here. Love you
1: guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Heidi, it's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you very much for joining us. And and Gregory, thank you for introducing us. And we're going to put a link to her website up and uh, check out her work. She's doing amazing stuff. It was wonderful. We love intelligent people on here because God knows Gregory and I are not
1: and we're okay with that. We're okay with that,
0: Gregory. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the technology's there. I just press the button. And <laughs> yeah. <works fine>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Heidi. Thanks so much for coming. We'll see everyone at the buffet. Good
0: night. Good night, guys.
1: Tell them what our website is again. <laughs> David lied last time and said you can go to our website at arttalkgnd.com and there that doesn't exist. We don't
2: have that. <laughs> Wait, so what do, what do you have then?
1: we have something. Okay. <laughs> it's davidp it's davidpherban.com/arttalkgndtalk Something.
0: Yeah, but if if you go to Art G and D Talk, you just simply look up that. Okay. You'll you'll find our podcast, and then you'll find a link. That's to not our website. it's
2: not the easiest thing to remember.
1: No, especially if we say the name different every time. I every time, Heidi, we say it different. Well, it's one thing.
2: Thi- it's one thing to have it's one thing to have initials. It's another thing to say art and talk. Like the the combination.
1: And it sounds like something you. It sounds like something you don't want to even listen to. Art talk. It sounds very hoity-toity.
0: Yes. It's not like, no, oh, they're going to be we, saying... We encompass They're going to be
1: saying things like gingerly and confidant and... Paisley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think your logo kind of says... We're <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, accessible. <laughs> Actually, I do. We're I ever- do.
0: changing That's the thing, Heidi. We're not... We're, we're not... We're like a... a um, I, we're like a lizard. We we love changing with things and 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 evolving to our environment.
2: I I will say we're a gecko. I'm we're a gecko. I'm having so much fun doing this. I would listen to this every day to work.
1: I would.